to another episode of Battering, Story Screens, Batman Podcast. Battering is a show where we go through all the Batman movies, talk about them, bring our opinions to the microphone. Good stuff. My name is Robbie Anderson, the butler with the mostus, joined by uh, Mike, Tommy Lee Jones, Two-Face. Tommy Lee Jones, Two-Face. Burge. And Jack, the clown, Prince of Crime, Kahlo Jetski. So guys, we kind of made it to the first movie of one of the most important trilogies in all of the Batman franchise. I think the you can honestly say it's the trilogy? only trilogy. The m- well, it's all definitely the most important then. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I guess yeah, by default, that. technically, yeah. But uh, today we watched Batman Begins. <laughs> Uh, Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Yeah. Batman, Batman Begins. Batman starts. Starts the beginning of Batman. Batman. Rev it up. Rises. Mm. Batman gets started. Batman Begins. I think Batman Rises is a good name. Batman takes uh, takes flight. Batman Begins is alliteration. The, the and fal- they teach you the that that's good. Takes flight. Yeah. The Falcon takes flight. The Falcon begins. The Falcon. The Falcone man. is on the light. Yeah, so we watched Batman Begins, and like I said, this is a, a very important step, uh, or kind of like, this is the beginning of a very important series of films. This is like the, kind of the, um, Genesis. This is the Genesis. This is like, you know, when now our generation, when you think about Batman, these are the movies we think about, really. It's right. very true. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's been a long time when this movie came out. Yeah, um, this came out since in Batman and Robin, two thousand five. Yeah, damn. Which was, Batman and Robin was nineteen ninety-eight. Okay, so almost ten years. I believe yeah. ninety-eight, ninety-seven. That, uh, Batman's been on ice, so it's been a while. Mm. Ice. Yeah. It, do we do? We we're doing fear ones for this one. <laughs> I'm afraid you're wrong about that opinion. He has a good pun when he lights Batman on fire. You need to lighten, lighten up. up. Yeah, this, they bring a little bit of puns in there. It's, it's fun. good. It's fun. So, would you say that this is important not only because of its cultural acceptance and understanding, but rather that that's the first time that we're really getting a, an auteur yes. in there. Since the, the likes of uh, hiring like Tim Burton to do a Batman movie, this is like, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah, so it's Christopher Nolan's uh, vision of Batman, and it's the, the grittier, kind of grounded realistic in air quotes version of a superhero movie i was saying like I, we, i've had this discussion with a lot of people before and i think we've even talked about it on the podcast where it's not so much realistic or grounded it's um plausible sure yeah. like yeah would these events happen in real life probably not but it's given a little bit of the leap is not as it's given far a little as, bit of probability yeah. where it's like a little plausibility where you're like oh there we go like even, i guess yeah i could see that kind of they give care to like kind of add logic to some of the mm-hmm. the actions that happen in the film. I mean, down to, like, how did Batman get so good at karate? Mm-hmm. Where did Batman get all his gadgets? Who makes his gadgets? It's not Alfred down there. What yeah, does naming, Alfred do during the, the day? Suit. No. This movie does a really good job of setting kind of the, the woodwork down for a trilogy without it feeling like it's not its own movie. Like, it is a Batman Year One story, and it's really fun to learn the, the origins of... How does he get his gadgets besides just being like, I made it, I got money? Mm. How does he learn how to be a ninja? Uh, and like the, the origins of all that stuff. I, I love the beginning of this movie. I love that we don't get how Batman. How do his parents get killed? Finally, we get a scene that we shows us how Batman's know. parents get killed. Mm-hmm. I always thought they 
They left. This they is the one, too, that really brings up the question. What is that fucking alley doing so close to the theater? To, like, a like a really nice, fancy theater. Because whether it's they're going to see Mask of Zorro or they're going to see an opera, they're always, like, dressed up really nice. Yeah. It's one of them fancy theaters. Mm. Which, I mean, people just dressed up to go to theaters, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Which also brings up the thing we were talking about this time, where it's like, you can't tell when this movie takes place. No. It looks like it could be, like, in the 20s or 30s or 40s, and then they're using technology that's, like... Even more advanced than what we have now in 2017, 12 years after this movie came out. It's like, what's... It's weird, because, like, the art style of the film seems to be, like you said, kind of very old school. But then when Batman's a kid, like, we have this pretty sophisticated monorail system going through the city. Uh, and I guess it still looks even, like, kind of, like, steampunky. Yeah. Almost like... Well, it's this art deco... Bioshock-like. Very Bioshock-like. Mm. But mm. the uh, the kind of art deco style that was in the previous Batman films has changed, but it's still here in these movies. Like when you're in the Gotham PD um, precinct or whatever, like they, like those areas look super old school. They with look with awesome. young, young Gary, with, Gary Youngman. With Gary Youngman. I have a full head of hair and I'm not wearing glasses. Now I have glasses. I'm in my twenties. My mustache. As you can, <laughs> you know, it looks like he's in it. Clearly yeah. you're in your twenties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Bird, do you have any interesting history about the film at all? tons hmm. i always like to open the podcast with that uh yeah seal was approached about doing the song for this one seal but wow. he refused Darn. what was going through seal's head at the time i don't know hmm. he was just going through some stuff and then uh they approached uh george clooney to to do batman <laughs> to retake the role He's in are that. you serious no oh, okay these Oof. are all made up all right. <laughs> no, I mean uh, the Batman Begins one. This one's really weird because they're it's it's such an odd. All right. Well, I guess before Batman and Robin was a huge failure, they were trying to make Batman Triumphant was the next Joel Schumacher directed one. He was going to get a third oh, really? one. He was going to wow. cap it off. Scarecrow was going to be the bad guy because they were coming up with ways for to use like the fear gas and all this stuff and really dot now that which would have made no sense because George Clooney's Batman is finally. Batman's gotten over the death of his parents. He's ready to move on. Yeah. Now he's, and then da- this now was he's supposed to like bring him back all the way. Yeah. Oh, that's whack. So it's really odd. Uh, so Batman Triumphant, they put it Can't on ice, ice after uh, Batman and Robin hit ground. Sub Zero. Is this a? Pu- are you making a funny? Sub Zero temperatures at the box office. Um, it was lukewarm. Yeah, reaction at the box, box, box office, office was, was lukewarm, was and I'm afraid that it went away. Holy moly! And that was back then. And then in 2004, I think they were like, "Let's try again." It's been tough. And I think it was Christopher Nolan, actually, if I remember correctly, he approached the studio about it. He's like, was, "I have a script." He was and like, an idea. "Well, he has an idea." Yeah. Uh, about how to do it because I think that they had asked him like would you be interested and he's like man maybe if I got to but it's like maybe I'd do Batman because yeah. I think that j- as the story goes they were like what would you like to if you could do something what would you like to do uh, Al Pacino has nothing but good things to say about you and Al Pacino is the mysterious in man in Hollywood if you know Al you're in yeah um, same with Robin Williams in mm. Insomnia as well Uh and so they just, they approached him, he said Batman would be interesting, they threw him some stuff that they had about it with the Scarecrow and what they were doing, and then he was like, yeah, I'd probably like to do, like, 
Ra's al Ghul or something like that. And they were like, cool, we'll pronounce it Raz. And he's like, all right, that's fine. All right, whatever. And they got David Goyer together mm-hmm. with Christopher Nolan, right? Was it Jonathan uh, David, Nolan? No, it's David S. Goyer for this one. It's David S. Goyer and yeah. Christopher Nolan, not John Nolan. Uh, I believe so. Let me double check. Cause I what, on the writing? Open. On the writing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, not Bob Kane. Well, I mean, technically. Well, Bob Kane is he created it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer. Yeah, so, okay. So, and I guess, yeah, he had, like, these ideas, and then David S. Goyer came through, and the, the parts of the movie that make you laugh and smile mm-hmm. because of characters being nice to each other, mm-hmm. that's David S. Goyer. Mm-hmm. Everything else, like, all the sad stuff, mm-hmm. that seems like it was written by, like, a robot. Mm-hmm. Chris Nolan. Nolan. That's Christopher Nolan, yep. <laughs> so, how many films did Nolan do before... Batman Begins. Uh, counting his uh, technical student film, but mm-hmm. I do count it because it's amazing. Following. So it was Following, Memento, Memento. Insomnia. Oh yeah, I forgot about Insomnia. That's that, man. I so he's only done three movies before getting handed the keys to this forgetting? mega... I don't think I am. Uh-huh. So he's then given the keys to the... the castle. To the castle, and he gets them this mega franchise, and he cr- crushes it. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, and this is what also begins the... Uh, Batman one for you, one for me. Batman begins yes. everything. The uh, the saga, the Nolan saga, if you will, where after Batman begins, we have the Prestige, the Prestige, and then we get uh, the Dark Knight, and then after that it is Inception, Inception, and then Dark Knight Rises, and then Interstellar. Interstellar. Does rage. he say that? Rage, 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 rage. Uh, so that happens. How do you guys feel about this movie as a a Nolan? Not just a Nolan Batman movie, but a Nolan movie in general. Because, uh, you know, we've seen some some Dirk Dunkirk action recently. Uh, and we've been hot on Batmans. But we also did our 50th episode. What, no, our 25th episode. Was Memento? Was Memento, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're all pretty, you know, we, all, we love Nolan for better or for worse. But how do we kind of feel about this as a Nolan movie? So if you want to talk about, like, the trilogy of the Nolan Batman movies in mm-hmm. general... I mean, I don't think anybody is really going to argue that The Dark Knight is the best of the trilogy. Right. Like, it's the dark middle chapter. It, every, we're going to get there. But yeah. I so, think of these three movies, probably Batman Begins is my favorite. Um, because especially when I saw it, like, when it came out. I remember mm-hmm. very distinctly seeing it when it came out. I didn't catch it in theaters, but I saw it after it came out on DVD. And, uh, like, I was into Batman at the time already. Like, I liked, like, the animated series. Yeah. I had already seen Mask of the Phantasm at that point. Um, and I had seen, you know, the, the Tim Burton movies and the Joel Schumacher movies. But seeing this movie really got me into Batman, I think, like, uh, more so than I had been before. And that's, after seeing this movie is when I started to, like, seek out more of the graphic novels and start reading the graphic novels and yeah. going back and... Uh, we've talked about I think that list that IGN list of like the 25 right. best Batman um, graphic Sorry novels make I, work pretty, I that. pretty much made my way through that list um, so like this was like I think what really piqued my interest in Batman and got me like deep into it because uh, yeah. of how much I like this movie and I've seen this movie many times definitely yeah. more so than any other Batman even more so than like Dark Knight I think mm-hmm. I've seen this movie more times I think it's been a while since all of us saw it, though. It's been a while since yeah. I've seen it. Because yeah. I remember watching it. I think I saw it twice in theaters. And then I, you know, then ever since then, I, like, uh, Dark Knight comes out and then Rises came out. Rises left a bad taste in my mouth. We'll get to it one day. But, uh, you know, usually when I, I'm like, I have a Batman itch, I watch Dark Knight. But uh, it's even been a while since I've seen that movie, too. Mm-hmm. Same. And I 
I really like this movie still. Like this movie's great. It now I I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Having having oh. like just to close Cap off it. that thought, mm-hmm. yeah, like they take a lot of bold choices in lots. Uh, yeah, a lot of bold choices in how they. What, portray what did we Batman. say towards the end? We were just like they fucking burn Wayne Manor down. Yeah. In the, well, in the first Batman, who like they're like, yeah. okay, it's something Get like a it. full. Like, Never see that coming. It really takes its time as well because it, it takes like a full. I think we'll talk about this more, but you get your mm-hmm. kind of impressions out first before we really get into it. But like, it's like a full forty-five minutes or so before you ever get like Batman in costume yeah, on yeah. screen. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, Birch, uh, same kind of question to you. How do you feel about this as? I guess a Batman movie as well, but also a, a Nolan movie. I has talked to you about it before. About uh, I think that Batman Begins is my favorite. Yeah, Batman movie. Uh, you know, The Dark Knight is just like it's a solid, great movie. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's like an indisputable fact. Yes. Uh, outside of even being a comic book movie, it's, it's but and it's like when here outside of even being a comic book movie or an action movie of any yeah. genre, like it's just like that's just a tight movie. It's that's a, a lot of fun. Movie. Yeah, but it's very much. Not a Batman movie, and that's kind of what makes it so good, is that it kind of transcends the superhero genre, the action genre, the thriller genre, and it becomes something else. Yeah. It becomes a legend. A legend. A symbol. Mm-hmm. A symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, a league of them. And, but Batman Begins <laughs> is wholeheartedly 100% a Batman movie. It's a Batman origin story. Yeah. You get to see where he comes from, why he does what he does, how he does what he does. He gets to fight his first... Bad guys that are pretty much a representation of everything that he stands for, only corrupted. And I mean, really, you I've heard uh, multiple people say, like, you wouldn't even need to have Ra's al Ghul or Scarecrow in this movie if you just had, like, Batman fighting the mob and fighting corruption yeah. and everything like that. Like, the idea, treating it, kind of approaching it like a film, like a film noir. Noir. Are, are, we, are we familiar with noir? Why don't you uh, lay down the info on the mic? Film noir like, is, like, class detective stories and stuff like that, but it's also a way to tell a story, shoot a movie. Yeah. Um, old, like, classic gumshoe detective stuff, like uh, Maltese Falcon, Out mm-hmm. of the Past, stuff like that. Later we get uh, Chinatown. And Chinatown, then, then you and get, get neo-noir. Yeah, 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 then you get, like, Brick and, like, the fun kind exactly. of ways to use yep. it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, not even just, like, you know, first off, Batman's a detective. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And he is doing some detecting in this, you know. He's not, the greatest. Detective. He's the world's greatest detective. He does the most detectiveing that we've ever seen him do in a movie, except for maybe Master of the Phantasm. Well, I like in Dark Knight where he's just like, "I'm gonna put this bullet together." Mm. You're like, yeah. "All right, science." I still Sick. don't get that. We'll talk about that scene. <laughs> yeah, I still yeah. don't get that. Scene, um, I don't think. But yeah, it's like also just like the way the city looks, how it's like bright during the day, and then after the fall, yeah, uh, like after the Waynes die, now it's all dark, and it looks like the fucking. It looks like the city from Blade Runner. Yeah. Well, you look at the Narrows, yeah. the, uh, the kind of the slums of Gotham, and it's just like, looks horrible. Yeah. And everybody's <laughs> yeah. like dressing, dressing all like, you know, you, 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 you always fear what you don't understand. <laughs> you, 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 you're flimsy kid. Go on, get out of here. Like they're talking like yeah. these old, old school film noir movies. And there's the corruption and everything. The uh, film noir came about in like post-war in like the 40s and 50s where it was this way of kind of showing like uh, the human, the American mind mainly had been like, had woken up to the fact that these ideas and systems that had been thought to be 
incorruptible were actually becoming more and more susceptible to corruption. Mm -hmm. So it's like police and politicians, like all of this kind of the scandalous stuff started becoming the things of stories that people wanted to hear about. And that's what this first Batman is all about. That's why Batman is generally made in the first place is to fight this corruption in a city where everything has become so uh, foul and rotten that there's no way it could ever come back without like a stiff kick to the face that Batman like represents. I really, I you know, I, I like that you brought up the noir angle because I never kind of noticed it in this movie. But Batman's really like he's a gumshoe detective for most until he really puts the suit on, and even sometimes afterwards, where he like is just like listening in on conversations and like infiltrating like mob bases and kind of just doing private eye work. Basically, mm-hmm. um, it makes sense to make him a ninja. Oh, that totally. I mean, Batman's always been a ninja. Yeah, that's, that's what, I mean, not always, but like, you know, the iterations that we want. Yeah. And I should say, too, like, there is Batmaning in The Dark Knight. And if somebody were to approach me and be like, yo, I listen to the podcast, Dark Knight's totally a Batman movie, I would be, yeah, absolutely, you win. Pretty yeah. much what I'm trying to say is, like, I feel like Batman Begins, when I think of Batman in a movie, I think of Batman Begins. When I think of, like, a really great Batman movie, I think of The Dark Knight. Yeah. That's another discussion, though, because, like, Batman is like a minor part like Bruce Wayne and Batman are smaller parts of the Dark Knight this is very much about Batman and Mm -hmm. about Bruce Wayne and about Bruce Wayne embracing the persona of Batman Mm -hmm. and the duality of like that and that kind of I think takes a little bit more of a backseat in the Dark Knight but yeah well because the stage is just loaded with characters in that one that you like even like as low as um, like uh, Rachel Dawes uh, Rachel Dawes yeah, Dawes. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's her name. Um, her character like is amplified. Like she's barely in this movie. She's and she's a good character in this movie. You know, she's the she um, the attorney with the heart of gold. She's the only like non corrupt attorney. In yeah, Gotham. it's pretty yeah. much he's got his DA and he's got his. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't it have been interesting if they just kept it Rachel in the next one, but they just like supplanted the Harvey Dent role into Rachel, and she was the DA that was like running for it, but she got scarred. That'd be cool. Hmm. That would have been pretty. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. But like you got that. a killer. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Eckhart yeah. is a very good Two Face. Oh, Aaron Eckhart is he's amazing. Two Face and Harvey Dent. I'd yeah. say he's even better as just Harvey Dent when he becomes oh, yeah. Two Face. Like he really goes there. But we'll talk about that. Yeah, we get. We can't. We got. We got to say some of We're excited that to talk about the time. Mm. No, but we all do really love. It's it's your guys. I'm excited to finally get here. Yeah, it's, ex- about it's exciting. I mean, like yeah, I, I think uh, watch both those fucking Schumacher movies again. Oh. They're rough. No, it's good to finally get to. Well, Where do we get we to uh, like. the end of everything, and then we have to start rewatching them again to go I, backwards? Yeah, yeah. it's a batarang. Batarang. I can't believe you're gonna make me watch Batman vs. Superman. And we're gonna write all the titles backwards to see what they mean. On the yeah, <laughs> we're gonna. It's a riddle. Don't, don't be afraid, Jack. Mm-hmm. You've nothing to fear. Uh-huh. But the fear, fear itself. itself. Okay. Yeah. Sure. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Fear. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Probably not. I think it was the Ice the Age. The atmosphere. Okay. Fear with a PH. Okay. Now wasn't there. All right. I'm gonna sit this one up. You guys talk. You're just gonna get. <laughs> oh, I, I feel very proud of myself for that atmosphere joke. So All I'm right, just gonna. Well. I'm gonna give myself a nice, relaxing two minutes to catch my breath. All I'm right. sure. I'm sure we that's, can pull you in. It's two that's minutes. A wrap. Thank that's you all right. Thank you for listening yeah. to an episode of Battering. Um, I really like how this movie takes its time explaining the psychology of Batman. Because I feel like we get rushed into Batman a lot in these movies. Especially the the origin story Batman movies. Or tales in general where, you know, I think 
people who make these types of uh, art with Batman, uh, they're like, people want to get to the Batman. People want to see the dude in the suit. And this movie really wants for when he's finally putting on everything and he, it's a journey for him to figure out like, how do I make the suit? It's not just like Peter Parker drawing like three or four Spider-Man sketches and all of a sudden he just has like the suit he really fucking needs and mm-hmm. he's totally good to go. Like it, it explains how this millionaire would figure out like how to design the suit and like create this. Right. And I mean, Persona. I, Spider-Man and 2002 Spider-Man is also very similar and like it takes like about 45, 50 minutes before you even see Spider-Man, like before the death of Uncle Ben. Yeah. You know, like they really take the time with that one too because they know that they're like, this is a beloved character. Everybody knows who Spider-Man is. Everybody knows who Batman is. We'll just slowly build up, get you to know these characters, how much of a fucking loser Peter Parker is and, yeah. you know, how lost and dumbfounded and rich Bruce Wayne is and then we'll drop the old bats on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they earn it more so with this. Like, and that's what you get. You more t- the more time you take constructing mm-hmm. it, the better it looks, the more rewarding it is, the more right. use you can get out of it. And all the League of Shadows stuff, especially with Liam Neeson. Like, Liam Neeson is great. He is such yeah. a good choice for your kind of big bad of this movie. And a bigger... The bigger idea, like, you, if you want to talk about the big bads of this movie, like, yeah. yes, as far as... It, it's, it is Ra's al Ghul and, and uh, Scarecrow, but you have the mob being the crime-ridden aspect of Gotham that Batman wants to solve. He wants to heal yeah. Gotham. And then you have Liam Neeson as Ra- Ra's al Ghul and the League of Shadows being their own idea of this antidote to yeah. the crime in Gotham. I'd say Falcone is the big, is also just as much a villain as like Scarecrow and it's oh, like he's absolutely. the first one. Like yes. he gets yeah. the mob and now it's like Scarecrow's like <laughs> right. he goes down the line. Mm-hmm. Right. And you see them systematically take out and come back to Ra's al Ghul being the final kind of um, the final kind of villain in the movie that, yeah. that Batman has to face. But it is very much him finding his own ideals on how he wants to set his own limits on how he yeah. wants to approach solving the problem of the corruption in Gotham. And Liam Neeson, I, I also agree, is like such a great v- villain. But, you know, he's really like, he's, uh, as Thomas Wayne is Bruce Wayne's like father and father figure and mm-hmm. mentor, Ra's al Ghul is Batman's father figure. Mm-hmm. Like, right, like the template of Batman is Ra's al Ghul, mm-hmm. but Bruce Wayne, but when you you take the kind of the mixing of Ra's al Ghul's training and his upbring, upbringing as a Wayne and like as a child, the Prince of Gotham, mm-hmm. you get Batman. And Ra's al Ghul as like a familial father figure for Batman is not a new concept. Like that's been addressed. Was it Death in a Family? Or, no, there was a comic, there is a graphic novel about Ra's al Ghul basically being... I'm not too familiar, so... Do you know the one I'm talking about, Mike? I'm drawing a blank on it. Where Ra's al, Ra's al Ghul is being... Whatever, you can pronounce that okay. if you want. Uh, he's, he's basically, like, he plays kind of a dadly role for Batman. Uh, well, um, I feel like usually in the comics, Ra's al Ghul is like, "You should marry my daughter." Yeah, I take I the mean, throne. Yeah, that's that's very yeah. much what he does in the comics. That's very much what he does in the animated series. Yeah. You know, that's kind of been building either you know intentionally, but probably not towards you know the idea that Batman would have a daughter, would have a son with um Ra- with Ra's al Ghul's uh, with Talia. Right, and now he's Robin, and it's all fucking crazy because mm. he's nuts. Um. 
<coughs> but but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does play that role. You're you're right. He yeah. does play that role a lot. But I I had the realization and I said it to you guys during this movie that like the way that Liam Neeson looks as Raza Ghoul yeah, in this movie, he really looks like how they portrayed the yeah. how they portrayed they, him in the comic. They book only scene usually the I think Raza Ghoul has like a, mm. he almost has like the Wolverine spike hair. Yep. But uh, they kind of they kind of tone that down for this one. But they give him that dope mustache. Dope mustache. Yeah, the facial hair is like spot got a little on. gray, yeah. the little grays like that. Like mm-hmm. you got the little uh, cool as I call him the, the Reed Richards. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. funny how we were like. I think Jack said it. It's like how did no one fucking know that was Ra's al Ghul? No, he said it, Mike. Oh yeah, Mike yeah. said it. It's like, how did no one know that was Ra's al Ghul? When yeah, it's like, crazy. I mean, the and movie. that's uh, there might be you know like I was like just a dumb little like like nineteen year old. Uh, when that came there out, there were probably so, like, articles online. Yeah, there were like, probably like you oh, know geekier, smarter people than me yeah. that were like, um, actually, um, it doesn't make any sense um, for Ken Watanabe to to play. Uh, so it's probably actually. Why do geeky uh, people the, always make such weird noises with their mouth? Yeah, you love ASMR. Yeah. Oh no, not this. No, game. come on, Mike. I don't want it. Batsy. Oh, just kill me. You can start with the head. Just kill me. Oh, Mike has seven Jolly Ranchers in his mouth mm-hmm. right now. Well, and that's like you guys don't like uh, Jolly Ranchers, so we couldn't get. I really am always interested. Uh, you in really try to kick us out. What favorite flavor of Jolly Rancher people like? You learn a lot about them. It's not that I dislike Jolly Rancher. It's like, exactly what it. you said. You I'll, were like, mm. I said that. No, you said, what's your favorite Jolly Rancher flavor? Yeah, and, and you were like, chocolate. A, I don't have a favorite Jolly Rancher. You said Jolly chocolate. Rancher. I don't have a favorite Jolly Rancher flavor because I'm not that into Jolly Ranchers. Mm. I'll eat one. I don't dislike mm. them, but I'm not. It's not my jam, really. Yeah. Watermelon I'd fuck with, though. There you go. That's the one. Yeah, watermelon's fine. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's good. You That's dark, all I wanted. Are you dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Tell me when it comes to face. Jolly Ranchers? When it comes to chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm a chocolate. I, I think I'm just like you guys with Jolly Ranchers. I'm more particular about my Jolly Ranchers. Chocolate, throw it at See? me. I don't care. There okay. you go. I get oh, yeah. you. There you go. I got you. Wow. If we just sit down and you have a conversation, yeah. you can get to understand yeah. somebody's you can, point of view. You can find it's, out it's why amazing. Mother's a good movie. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> oh boy, this is a timely podcast. No, we've dated it. Uh, fuck. You've dated it. Yeah, it's my fault. It's all right. We'll talk about Mother more when we come back around and listen to it for the fourth time how many times were you watching all the movies five or six uh well, how many rings because there's batterings go back and forth back and well forth. i mean it's gonna be the double digits we'll just watch it until i die soon yeah that sounds bad that sounds pretty good mm-hmm. what are we talking about razzle Gold? yeah it's crazy Nara that tab. Mm, it's crazy that people didn't realize that it was gonna be oh i got we didn't even realize it was gonna be razzle Gold. um but i love the ninja stuff the ninja it's just that's a, it's super cool. It's like my favorite. That's that's my favorite. Um, because I feel like never before this movie coming out would I thought that that like kind of like real deep nugget in Batman lore they would put on the big screen. Right. Like well, never would I thought they'd be like, yeah, we're gonna do the Ra's al Ghul shit. It's like what? That's what makes Batman work. Is like he's a really good detective and he's really good at hand to hand combat and mm-hmm. he's very good at stealth because. You need to earn that like level yep. of training for Batman to really make sense as someone who's like very effective in fighting crime. Yeah, and they do that in a more plausible way with this than previous movies, where he's just like, I don't know, I'm rich and I'm mad about my parents, so I'm gonna go beat people up in the streets. Do that fun shit. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I think Christian Bale's a great Bruce Wayne. He is. He's a good Bruce Wayne. Is he a good Batman? And I like... Well, and this is... We've talked about this, too. It's always a choice between is he a good Bruce Wayne and is he a good Batman. And I think that not only is he a good Batman and a good Bruce Wayne, he's also a good other Bruce Wayne. 
Right. Well, mm-hmm. I like so he's good at playing the mm-hmm. playboy billionaire. Yes. yes. He's good at playing the like internally struggling dude, like the the kid that lost his parents. Right. Um, and then he's also good at putting on the cape and cowl and being just like, I mean, dude, the Batman voice that he made is just like it's iconic. It's iconic. Silly, it's a little silly, but, but that's it, what makes it work. It, that's what makes it iconic. Well, but it also makes sense because like we've we've joked about this for the prior like four Batman movies that we've watched. Like, what you don't recognize like Michael Keaton's voice and chin? Like, yeah. come on, yeah. fuck. Obviously. There's always uh, gags back in uh, the Adam West Batmans where uh, uh, Bruce Wayne will pick up the phone and call the police, but he'll be calling them as Batman, and he'll just talk like himself, and they'll be like, yes, police, this is Batman, and he's just talking like himself, like just from Bruce Wayne's office, <laughs> talking to them, and told it's like, you, you sound a lot so, like Bruce Wayne. You sound so much like well, Bruce Wayne. Well, also, too, it's like, you know, he, you know, th- th- you guys really need to check out some episodes, too, and we'll do that the closer we get to yeah. the end uh but there's like a great moment where like i think it's even in one of the first episodes if not the first where fully clothed as batman adam west bruce wayne walks into a restaurant looking for a mobster and the bartender asks him like oh hello sir would you would you like a table for one and he goes oh no 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 i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to seem conspi- uh, like conspicuous <laughs> and then just stands at the bar dressed like batman in that like spandex suit and it's That's like so the funny. the show is just like it's insane how funny it is. It's like when we watched Bride of Frankenstein mm-hmm. recently. Movie was made in 1935, and it was still getting laughs yeah. like gangbusters, like an actual comedy. People yep. were laughing at yep. the gags and jokes in this movie because it's just like the the jokes just work, and you can't imagine like, man, I can't believe people were like they were this tactically funny yeah. in film back then. Like they could grab onto something that would transcend generations in time. Like if it's funny, it's funny. If it works, it works. Mm-hmm. And the Adam West Batmans do that. Yeah, I'm but, excited to check those out when we. Yeah, the voice make our way definitely needed to the be. Voice. The the voice needed to be something a little bit more intense, and yeah. it gets intenser as it. I was gonna gets say more intense is, as it goes. I think this is the best version of the yeah, voice. We yeah, that. it gets worse, not better. As it yeah, goes he gets on. more like gravelly and like which lispy. Is funny which because is I feel like I feel like people definitely dunked on the voice even for Batman Begins. Like a little were, like, bit, but the Dark Knight is when it really, it's when it gets really, really like, bad. Oh, yeah, I'm a weird hockey bat. Yeah, it's like what the fuck did he say? Uh, Do I look like a cop? Do I look like a cop? You like Swear to me. You don't like We've told your falafel story, right? Yeah. All right, good. I like falafel. Falafel's good. good. I like it. Yeah. Most kids like it, too. Most kids... No, no. I don't think most kids do like not falafel, that actually. That's the question, isn't it? Do kids like do falafel? Do the kids like falafel or not? Probably most kids know. I think kids want I would cream. say the children of a falafel truck owner... They're probably sick of falafel. Don't like falafel too much. Over falafel. Don't like it anymore. Actually, they've been yeah. over falafel. Yeah. Well, they don't like falafel? No, they are allergic to nuts! You fool! With chickpeas. You have some nuts in there, too. You have nuts in there. Best falafel has nuts. Um, I do think the gravelly... Because I do think there has to be a distinction with the Bruce Wayne Batman voice. But, um... You know, like, Michael Keaton, like... In, like, uh, Kevin Conroy, for example, they really just have to change their inflection. To kind yeah, of right. change the voice. I mean, that's what's so wild about Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Like, they don't even do it. They don't, they don't care. They don't give I a mean, shit. I mean, I guess Val Kilmer does have a little bit of a... But that's just how Val Kilmer talks. He's already got like that kind of Intimidating, low... Intimidating, low... What do you know about dreams? Mm. You... Riddle, riddles. Jo- mm. Jokes and riddles. Mm. Penguins. 
Cats? Ugh. A two-faced lawyer? Ugh. Wait, 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 wait. Um, but I, I like how they play with it, too, where the, you have the scene towards the end where he's talking to Rachel. Mm-hmm. He, like, says, he spits back the word, the, like, the line that she gave him earlier in yeah. the movie about his actions defining who he is. And she's what like, I do. She's like, oh, oh, you're you're probably Bruce Wayne. Oh, you're Bruce, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it now. You don't need see, the voice. See, All right, Bruce. bye. Yeah. What we were talking about when she shoots him with the, the electricity, and it's like, what if she hit him in the face? In the, in the right in the and then it numbed his tongue, <laughs> and that's why he talked like that. <laughs> Um, but when you get to like uh, when you get to the Ben Affleck Batman he has like a little voice changer and it's like this is not the right way to go that also makes sense though it sounds a little weird I know in the Telltale Batman series which I haven't played uh, they also have the the voice changer Batman where it kind of like uh, mechanically like grovels him mm-hmm. which I think is a little weird I know Batman's a techie guy, but, mm-hmm. you know, come on. What if he did, like, an accent instead? Chip, chip, cheerio. Do I look like a cop to you? Yeah. <laughs> he did have a slightly, like, a British accent when he was younger. Yeah, the kid version The of whole him. family did. What's up with that? The whole family, like, just kept just kept going in I and think, out of, like, these British accents. I think that's just the kind of uh, inflection you have when you're very, very rich. Oh, uh, right. Mm, you have the privileged accent. Yeah, 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 uh, the privileged dialect. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, well. That'd be pretty funny. Like if all of a sudden, like Baby Bruce just had like a German, like just a little little hint, and little little salt, little salts. Uh, German, it's yeah. very good to see oh, you, Alfred. The bats are so scary. I don't, don't like the, I don't like the bats. <laughs> uh, a right. little bit of opera goes a long way. Yes, Papa. Oh, everything is all right. The opera. That was such a funny joke. Oh. Papa, can we go to the schnitzel cart? I love the schnitzel cart in Gotham. I know it's in the dark and scary alley, but please, I love snitzel. Yeah, I love I'm, so, I'm so proud of this podcast. Our, uh, our German listeners are going to love us. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> uh, okay, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll be talking some more um, Shit. Batman Begins yeah. and other stuff. You'll find out who's who. What Jolly Ranchers really do like because we're gonna try all of them. Ooh, save it for the end. Ooh. Stay tuned. We taste test Don't Ranger. skip ahead. Actually, listen. Yeah. You want to know. We'll know if you skip ahead. Hey, Mike. Hey. Hey. <laughs> we're, we're all pretty excited to start talking about Chris Nolan Batman movies. Mm. But uh, it's not the first time that we've talked about Chris Nolan movies for oh, this show. Fuck no. In fact, we've done it a couple times now. Yeah. Most recently, we saw Dunkirk, mm. uh, Chris Nolan's new take on World War II. The Battle of Dunkirk, if you can call it a battle. Mm. Um, and we also recorded a podcast about Memento, one of his earliest films. Uh, and uh, we're doing this conversationally, but you're not really saying anything. So you're just, and, yeah. I'm just taking everything that you're yeah. saying sounds so cool. It's, I actually yeah, want to yeah. go and listen to those you podcasts. You should go right listen now. to those podcasts right now. Um, and you, as well, listeners, should check out those podcasts also, especially if you're enjoying us rap about Chris Nolan's Batman Begins. Uh, and we've also. Got some more Chris Nolan lined up for the future. You want to give a little teaser for that, Mike? Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah. Overdrinkers is going to be doing, in tandem with the Batman Nolan trilogies, we're going to be doing the the four hymns as mm-hmm. well, as mm-hmm. you call them. Prestige, Inception, and Interstellar Rage, Rage, Rage. We'll be doing those with special guests. Some voices you know. 
<laughs> some are new. Some are not. Some you've never heard before. Maybe they're not you've heard them people before. that have been on the podcast before, mm. but maybe they're listening right now. Mm. Exciting you. stuff. Stay if you tough. are ever interested in being on the podcast and you live in the area or you want to phone in, make sure you get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at story underscore screen underscore beacon. Instagram at StoryScreenBeacon, or you can visit us at StoryScreenBeacon.com. And uh, just get in touch with us right down there at the bottom. Subscribe to our newsletter. Get all the updates. And uh, that's going to be it. You're going to be just fine for movie stuff, like forever. Probably. Or until we die. Yeah. On that note, let's get back to the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Battering, the podcast that talks about Batman and rings. <laughs> so Batman. Batman. We talk about Batmans. Uh, big Batman, small Batmans, medium-sized Batmans. The heart of gold. Let's talk about some of the other characters in Batman Begins. Uh, familiar faces from the Batman franchise as a whole, but uh, we get the first of this new Alfred. Oh, yes. Oh, um, what a good Alfred. He's so good. Teen heartthrob Michael Caine uh-huh. yes. coming on in there. Coming in hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really is the best Alfred. He though, was right? made to be this. He has oh, yeah. to be Alfred. Like that's oh, just yeah. it. Like he's oh, yeah. just even in other movies. Back in the eighties, <laughs> they gave it to somebody. They gave it to Michael Goo, and he was like, you "I'll know do what? it. I'll do it. I'll see you in twenty years, motherfucker." Yeah. And then here he is. He's just like that. I would say like his interpretation of Alfred is just as famous as Christian Bale's interpretation of Batman. Oh, oh which yeah. is what's crazy because yeah. normally when you think of Batman movies, you think of like. How did Tommy Lee Jones pull off Two-Face? Or how did Michael Keaton pull off Batman, Jack Nicholson's Joker? But with these ones, you really do see, like, wow, my, whoever, like, what, what's his name? Uh, Jeremy Irons replaced him as Alfred in the new ones. And yeah. you're just kind of like, Jeremy Irons, you can't get any better than that. The guy is a fucking pro. But even he cannot hold a fucking candle. Yeah, I mean, that's a different Alfred that he's doing in that King. movie. Um, oh, everybody's more different in that. They're like... Yeah. It's like if they got like a bit of hot topic injected into their blood system. That sounds like a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. Um but I just mean like th- that Alfred's really going somewhere else where this Alfred is definitely a a twist on the traditional much like I, I the Nolan Batman I see whole. this Alfred is very different than the Alfreds that we've gotten so far. He definitely has more agency. I think it's Batman. the closest to the animated series Alfred yeah. where like yeah. he's he's kind of um you know foppish. He's a little he's a little just like drawl and boring but at the same time he's got those words of wisdom you can tell he knows how to fix things how to build things Mm -hmm. he knows what to say and when to say it to get shit done yeah like he seems always in control and again he's he works really well as that father figure not just in age and presence but he's he's actually guiding bruce and saves the same way that like raz al ghul was you know on the opposite I feel like we never really see previous Alfreds, or the previous Alfred, like, save Batman in the same ways that you see Michael Caine, like, like really come in hot and, like, help lift logs off Homeboy or, like, oh, carry him down. Yeah, you know, like, he's he's really there. And, and it's good to see Alfred kind of, like, uh, almost like, may, I don't want to say it's, like, turn a blind eye, but he he just kind of lets... Bruce Wayne become Batman. He's like, I'll help you do this, I guess. That's what you really want to do. Yeah. Um, I think that, that's like a weird, I don't know, maybe we could talk about that, but I think that's a weird thing that Alfred lets Bruce Wayne do. What? Dress up like a bat and go out and beat people up? That's the one. 
Yeah, but he's not going to stop Bruce Wayne from doing this. Yeah. And, and this is also this. a test in in uh, Alfred's commitment and love of Bruce is all throughout these movies. Because yeah. in The Dark Knight Rises, you really do start to see where he's like, well, you just got to stop. You got to stop. Yeah. You did this for a couple years. I helped you because I knew you needed it. You gave it up. You can't go back. You're just trying to fucking kill yourself now. You can't just look at that. And then he ends up leaving. And, you know, that's another reason why the third one really falls short in this. And I have praises to sing on the third one. I really do. And I think finally rewatching it with you guys, we'll be able to make fun of it just as much as we'll be able to appreciate where this story goes. Because there's a part of you, because this first one's so good, yeah. and because the second one is so iconic, there's a part of you that just at least wants to lie to yourself mm-hmm. and say that it had a decent enough ending. And I think that... Without lying to yourself, you can you can watch the movie and you can see like there's something here. They just went too crazy and tried to do too much. There's merit in that third yeah, movie, but, but there's so much disappointment too. Right, and Especially when we when we this. get to that, that's going to be a really fun one. Yeah, but it's I think it's the culmination of like Alfred is okay with it at first, but then eventually he's like, mm, yeah, this is uh, you're getting a little weird, dressing up like a like a little Batman. It's kind of strange. I guess in this one we do. It's him just playing along, really, and uh, he starts to see this the consequences. So lighthearted compared to The Dark Knight, too. Like oh, the Dark yeah. Knight is entertaining on every level. It's funny. It's sad. It's silly. It's, it's serious. This one though is like there's like great jokes. There's just like the whole joke where Bruce left Alfred everything, and he's oh, like, yeah. "Oh, you can borrow the rolls if you rolls, want. Just yeah. bring it back with a full tank." As what? he's taking a nap on the mm-hmm. private do you, jet. Do you read that though as like? Bruce Wayne has been gone for seven years and did leave everything to Alfred, and Alfred might have just been rolling around like not being a butler for the past seven years. Like, oh, I think I you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think more so than anything, Alfred does not really play like a butler in this movie. Yeah, no, he's yeah. more like a housekeeper. He makes sure that all the affairs are in order. That's like his his whole thing. In the previous yeah. ones, we've seen him like cleaning or cooking and cooking. Yeah. And it's like no, that's not that's not what he's doing. Like, he's, he's... He has cooks and maids that do that. He's the butler. He orders them around right. so that the white rich people don't have to talk to the wow, ewes, the right. yuckies, okay. the little the, <laughs> right. uh, the so uh, the people that make the spaghetti. Yeah. The spaghetti. They don't want that. The spaghetti. The spaghetti. Ooh, speaking of speaking of spaghetti, can we talk about my boy, Killian? Killian Murphy. Uh, getting all spooky. You got, yeah. you got real spooky. Ooh, spaghetti. Ooh, sp- ooh, spaghetti. Ooh, Scarecrow. Scarecrow is a really great character in this movie. It's a and, uh, crazy that it took so long for them to put him in a movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like Scarecrow is like an 80s character. No, I think he's exactly... When you go down like the rogues gallery and you're just like, we already did this one, so now we gotta do this one. We already did this one, we gotta do this one. It could have been Riddler and Scarecrow are interchangeable, and we got Riddler instead. And Riddler, I think, is harder. I think Riddler is harder think? to bring into the fold of modern movies. I, I would put Scarecrow above Poison Ivy. No disrespect to Mother Nature, of course. But and Uma Thurman. I, I, I do think that I would put Scarecrow on like the Rogues Gallery. I would put him before Batman. What? Oh, did Robbie Bur- I don't even notice it anymore. I I don't. Why think are you can, so rude? I don't think you can pull off. Oh, <laughs> I was just kidding. You don't have to. Let just let it go. I don't think you can pull off Scarecrow in those other movies because I think the way that Scarecrow works in this movie is because he's tied into being the uh, like the psychologist at Arkham. He ties into the, all the, the mob themes of this movie and the corruption themes. He is the one that is there making sure Falcone's men are considered 
insane, yep. criminally insane, and not just going to prison, and then getting into the Arkham um, system, and then he's able to manipulate them in his own way. But like the kind of grounded plausibility of this movie, I think, is what makes Scarecrow work. Whereas if you had put Scarecrow in the more cartoony, not that all the villains in like the Schumacher movies work, but yeah, like this Scarecrow is so good because of like the kind of respect and the realism that he was played with. With him being, like, the job of him being, like, a psychiatrist right, and everything like exactly. that. And that and he's, he's like, kind of like when Nicole Kidman plays the love interest psychiatrist of right. Bruce Wayne in Batman Forever, but, like, they never use that no, to be, yeah. like, even though they're going into the psychology of Batman, Batman, they never once are, like, oh, no, he's just, she'll just talk to him about, like, a, oh, how, a weird two-person doll. How cool would it have been if she had been Scarecrow? Like they, It would have been awesome. See, see, these are, again, like... I think it's so fucking. It's the, the 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 fields are ripe with just changing the gender on like a major superhero villain. Yes, you know, like it's just because it changes everything. But also, the audience won't see it coming, and you right. still get the same payoff. And of especially getting the like villain, if you just you know? did Rachel Dawes and you had a character named Harvey Dent, and then all of a sudden Harvey Dent's just shot in the head, and you're like. Wait, wasn't he supposed to become Two Face? And then Rachel Dawes is like, "Half my face is burning." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. and she well, carries like, around dense coins, so it's still Harvey Dent's coin. You stay true to that, mm-hmm. and then you get Meridian Chase, really stupid name, <laughs> you know. But she could be like, "My real name is Meridian Crane." Isn't it Chase Meridian? I think it is Chase. Meridian. I don't fucking care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Meridian Chase actually, I think works. Meridian better. Chase is, is a way better. It, it name. is yeah. better actually. You uh-huh. can even do like Victoria Freeze and her husband, and it's like not that one, hard you know? to chase a Meridian. No, you know where it is. It's right there. It's not going to yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, um, I agree. I think Scarecrow definitely works the best in this like grandest scenario. And I don't really know much about Scarecrow from previous uh, Batman things, comic books, animated series. Animated series. But is he is he a psychiatrist in the animated series? I don't yeah. even know what Scarecrow looks right. like without the suit on in yeah. the animated series. In the animated series, yes, you do. You saw it's like he's like red hair. He's kind of just got like a goofy face. He's Thin, 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 super thin neck. Mm-hmm. Is he uh, is he really like unmasked Scarecrow um, for like one episode of the show? Because then he's a Scarecrow. Oh yeah, no, he's constantly unmasked. Oh, okay. and then he's got like I guess the I just don't remember. He's got the big yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the suit in the animated series very well. Um, I do like the mask too in this one. I think Killian Murphy kills it as Scarecrow. As both, like, because I mean, there's really no separation between when the mask is on and when it's off. It doesn't really make the mask yeah. is really kind of. Worked in there as a way, as a breathing apparatus for him to like do like spooky gas. He could do spooky gas and then he, he does spooky can, gas and yeah. he doesn't breathe it in, so he doesn't get spooked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He even he doesn't even like shoot it out of his like face. He has like a like a Spider Man wrist rocket. Yeah. Oh, that is what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. See. Yeah. That's okay. Exactly, yeah. I love it. All right. Thank you. Um, um. I do. He's he's almost like a Hannibal Lecter type character. Definitely. Oh yeah. Um, which is like, well because he's really uh, cool. he's a um in this one they kind of present him as kind of like a masochist. Uh, okay. Where he's like, he takes pleasure in like the pain of others, and maybe, and it looks like what? That's a sadist. A sadist. I'm so sorry. Uh, and, but in, and also in himself, mm-hmm. which is that is a mask. That is a mask. Yes. That's what I was getting yes. at. Yes. Sorry, but you are correct. Sadist is about hurting other people. But when he gets sprayed with the fear, you can almost you almost get the sense that he's done it to himself before yeah, and testing it, and before. he's fucked with it before because <laughs> he's able to be like, I know what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I really like that idea. With him that he's kind of, this is like a toy for him. Yeah. And he's figured out a way to really escalate its weaponization to like take Gotham hostage, which is what he thinks that they're doing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah. They even say, that, like, oh, I thought we were going to be taking them hostage, but actually we're just going to destroy everything. Yeah, purge it. I and think the... Oh, no, sorry, Jack. I was going to say, he works really well to tie together all the other antagonists in the story, because yeah. you have him involved with the mob boss, but he's also working for Ra's al Ghul. He's the inside man for Ra's al Ghul. Which I think is the weirdest element of the movie. I think it's. I think it makes sense that he knows these mob bosses, and he's entwined with them, because he's in Gotham, and he works at the Arkham Asylum. So there's the in there. I just think it's weird. It's like, who first put him in touch with Ra's al Ghul? Did Ra's al Ghul get in touch with him first? Because it's such like a distant two things that it's kind of weird for these characters to just like... He wants to get in Gotham. There's a psychiatrist that's interested in fear and he's fucking nuts. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure it was just like he went in there and he used it against him. He was like, you want money. Yeah. You want to scare people. You want to feel powerful. Hey, I've got this thing way better than any fear uh, hallucinogen you've been working with. Mm-hmm. Help yeah, me weaponize it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he's really, and I think deep down he knows that they're not going to hold it hostage. I think he just wants a little bit of chaos. Now, Jack, actually, as Story Screen presents Resident Scientist, you uh, had something really important to bring yeah, to the table. I have a with bone Scarecrow. to pick okay. here with the whole scare. Don't be afraid. Those. Don't hold back. Because Batman makes a, our Lucius Fox, Fox yeah. comes up with an antidote for this hallucinogenic drug that Scarecrow is using. And plans to uh, infect all of of uh, Gotham with, which would make sense if this was a vi- some sort of virus yeah. that Scarecrow was using to to spook everybody in Gotham. But it's a fucking drug, and you can't make a vaccine for a drug. As far can as you, I can you can you make something that's like it, whatever the drug does chemically. Which they do figure out because, like, he's got to take it back to his shop. He figures out what it is. Is there a way that they could give you something that's like now that's not going to affect your brain anymore? Your brain won't receive. Is it like like adrenaline to a heroin overdose? I suppose Kinda. you could. If it, I is get like, where you're coming from, though. It, it seems a little weird that you would if be able to create a, I mean, a vaccination for a for like a, a drug. drug. There's no LSD because they start to they treat it like a virus, like they're spreading a virus, like they're right. going to unleash a virus. But at the end of the day, it is a drug that is inhaled. Yeah. And, and that's it, which we were also getting at, too. A lot of people talk about why doesn't it, like, blow people's bodies up? Because we have water in us. Oh, yeah. But it's the, like, that's not how the science the works. Like, yeah, the vaporizer. Like, yeah. that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My big thing is realizing at this time, it's, uh, nobody was, like, making any pasta. No one was boiling water. Boiling some tea. Taking a shower. Taking a super hot shower. Mm-hmm. And then they just start freaking out. And they're just like, Mamma mia, the pasta turned into a snakes. All right. And it was in 2005. It was maybe a little bit early for this. But this is just rife for, for vape jokes. Uh, oh, yeah. This, this is, is before the big the entire, vape wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to make one dope cloud. One sick. Did they call them clouds? Cloud. They call them clouds? Oh, yeah. Uh, the like nerd virgins? Yeah. Sick cotton there. <laughs> Yeah. Do the kids still do the PHAT fat when they say fat? We're not kids, so we don't uh, know. Who knows what the vapists are saying these days? Anything. Really? Anything that gets that vape Is that out what of they're mouth. called? Vapists? That's, that's what I prefer to call them. Ew. <laughs> I don't like it. It sounds bad. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, I also think that's weird. Can they're we dumb. rename the podcast? <laughs> the Vapists. The vapist. Story Screen presents Vapists. What's going on, guys? This episode is brought to you by Coconut Lime. It kind of tastes like sunscreen. Oh, I never graduated college. That was some fat cotton you just pulled there. Wow, that, oh, he did was (laughs) sick.
Yeah, so I, I think that's a little. I mean, come on, we can't like. No, yeah, we can't, I'm not going to movie logic. It doesn't movie. really matter. No. But it, it, come on, there's some silly superhero isms I've noticed now in this movie, like both those things. It's also, like when, when movie. yeah, when the when the train is going towards uh like um got or Wayne Wayne Tower Wayne Enterprises, and there's they just cut to this room. Of computers, <laughs> yeah. and these guys are just like. We have to explain to the audience what's going to happen if this train makes it to Wayne Times. Yeah, and they're, it's going to blow. And, and, and I'm almost like, who, who are, are these people? They work at the, what did you call it? Like, the water factory. The water factory. Yeah, and they, they, and the they, and they have this where screen the, of like. Where the water comes from. Oh, you see all the these, wa- there's all these, uh, these green dots. These green dots are water. And the red dot, they the do train. Set up, they do set it up perfectly. They're <laughs> yeah. like, why do you have like a. a why do you have like the path that the train takes in the first place at a water tank facility? Uh, Which is what those are called. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so factory. Water factory. Where they make the water yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they give it to the city. I am not sure every uh, city resident scientist one. or waterman. They bind two hydrogens and an oxygen together, and that's how you make water. It's easy. Listen, guys, I get it. And then you can uh, vaccinate against a hallucinogenic inhalant. We'll call it a day. But he just keeps being like, if that train goes under here, it's gonna blow. Ah! And it just keeps happening. And it's already been explained to us in vivid detail by Batman to uh, Teen Heartthrob Gary Oldman. Yeah, yes. it already has Gary been explained Oldman. exactly. This train is going to leave here and go over there, do what it's doing here to there. And once it hits there, it's going to go everywhere and we're fucked. He explains it. Yeah. So we, I'm going to go stop it. So we need the visual to constantly So now like, we need an old guy, an old water factory worker, yeah. to be like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. This is exactly what we were afraid of. That's why we installed the, the train line here on this diagram. So if anybody ever attached like a, a water vaporizer to the train, yeah. we could see if it was going to start to make a sick cloud. It's, inc- it's crazy that they devoted 45 minutes of the movie to that boardroom scene where they explain the train... The water vapor. I mean, they really do set everything up in a very natural way. The train yeah. is there, and it's a way that the Wayne family tried to attempt to revitalize the city. Thematically, it all Yeah, works. the water yeah. vapor is there. We don't really know necessarily what it's going to be used well, for. Well, it's like if there's, if there's two things that we know that Papa Wayne really loved, Papa it was, it was uh, good trains and vaping. So, yeah. like, that works. And doctoring a little I bit. I mean, this, again, like, this movie operates really well as, like, a kind of mystery because they are, and it's very heavy-handed because it's for the masses. It, yeah. Most people, they want to try and get as many people as possible from as many demographics as possible to get and enjoy this movie. But there's still some Some great, movies yeah. don't care about that. What's Go Bruce, see Mother. What's Bruce Wayne's uh, father's name? Thomas. Thomas. Thomas yeah. And then Martha. Martha, right? yep. I couldn't remember his. I was like, John? Um, no. I mean, it's cool because the train is the vessel... Um, that will destroy the city, right? So it's like Batman's weakness, his family's death, is like the literal kind of like ex machina to the film that right. he has to like. Well, yeah, it, it, it's, the, it all the, makes sense thematically. It's great. Ra's al Ghul choosing to use the train, which is the final semblance of hope that Bruce's father left on the city, yeah. using that as the device to destroy it is definitely. A plus. There. Yeah. And I like that they don't really focus on it too much. They kind of just like, if you ever think about it enough and you stumble across it, you're like, oh, that's actually like really fucking It's not cool. even until like watching the movie this past time that I, I actually put it together that way, you know? We really, we had a good viewing of this movie, I must say, too. We, we enjoyed it. This was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, we really sucked this movie in. It like, was nice seeing a good We had a lot of fun. We had, we had some of our little inside jokes. Yes. Falcon Man. The Falcon Man. <laughs> 
We really need a ex machina button and a Chekhov's gun button. And when we just we, when somebody says that, we just hit the button and it just plays an air horn like. Yeah, Chekhov's vaporizer. I liked. I liked a lot. Yeah, Chekhov's vapor. Yeah, but then you were like, ah, yes, Chekhov's stethoscope, and it's like you can't just say everything's a Chekhov. If it shows up at the beginning and then shows up at the end, that's no, not... it's called seeding. But I like saying okay. the, the no, way I fine. want to. You can do whatever you want. That's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who else we got? So, I mean, Liam Neeson's really great. Yeah, yeah, not we a returning character, we but we uh, talked about him really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Gordon? Uh, he doesn't get fantastic. No, 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 no. We good. have to give 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 Oldman credit where credit's due. Well, he's, he's the best. He's character, the best and he one. gets every single drop. Yeah. out of it, he's amazing, and he's he a, only gets better. He's bad. a good. That's what I was gonna say. Dark Knight. Right, I yeah. was gonna say he, he he does get better. He's actually great. He's one of my favorite parts of Rises. That's the whole thing. It's like he, he actually becomes like is very good in Rises. Yeah. yeah, and that's really great. But uh, yeah, no, Gary Oldman's great as the character. It's um, odd that actually they don't utilize him more in this movie. With the obvious parallels to year one. Yeah. And it's a yeah. Year one really being a uh a Gordon, Gordon story. heavy story. Yeah. I mean that's like we were talking about the idea that they had to like try and create like a Kurt Russell starring year one where James Gordon is Jim Gordon is like the main character. I would I guess that's kinda that. what they're going for with Gotham, right? Like that's kind of the yeah, whole yeah, point. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but like Gotham's I like really year want to watch that it's like, show too. It's a WB yeah. show. Yeah. I know, but like I see certain things on it. The Joker like, the Joker stuff seems cool. People still try to tell me often that the Flash is a good show and I yeah, don't they're wrong. Uh, I watched really Arrow for a while and I saw the dude who plays the Flash. He was in a couple episodes of that before the Flash became a show mm-hmm. and he does nail that Barry character. Allen. He like nails it. And I've always wanted to watch it, but it's like it got to this point where it was like, wait, there's Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, World's World, Tomorrow. I can't. There's too much. You're doing it's, too much. It's I also can't just watch. Really hard to do I can go see. On a I can go budget. see two or three movies a year. Yeah. And I can watch like maybe a season or two of a show. Yeah. A year. You can't throw six shows at me and expect me to be able to keep up with this. I got to go to work. Oh, Marvel says hello. What? <laughs> you watch all the Marvel shit. The Marvel movies, yeah. Yeah. The movies. Yeah, but they also have several shows also. Oh, I don't fuck with that shit. No. I, I watched mean, the first region. two seasons of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then I was just kind of like, you know what? You guys are having a great time here. Carry on. I'm going to... I'm done. I'm gonna, I'm no, gonna no, no, no. I, I love everything that you're doing. Yeah. Really fun stuff. Really cool twists and turns. Like your characters. I'm just going to... I got. I got. I got shit I got to do. You know, and Netflix though, Netflix I'll do because Netflix, that's a nice good little, it's all at once. You can do it on your time. You don't have to wait for anything. You can do it on your time. It's nice and short. It's easy. I just, I think it's really hard to do superheroes on a TV budget. That's that's just kind of my opinion. I do think, I really liked the the first season of Daredevil. Didn't care for the second. I guess I said more, but. uh, Well, the first season of Daredevil also has a lot of parallels to Batman Begins. Oh, hell yeah. So does like the first season of Daredevil too. Hanging out in his like, his makeshift ninja costume mm-hmm. which is way cooler than, than the his actual, actual costume he has. yeah i know i always forget about like it looks so cool i remember being like that looks stupid in the trailer and then like by episode like four i was like i love it fuck yeah and then when it went away that i was stupid like socky wears is awesome that actual costume kind of so his actual costume looks the like new like one's a... no the new one's great is it good i haven't really seen the second season action. it looks way better okay. it's better it's... the one at the end of the first season looks like a power ranger outfit it's like, yeah i mean fuck? the new one it's more it, it's it's tactical meets realistic 
like it, it it looks enough like it could work it but also yeah. like the actor has to stand around in this thing mm-hmm. yeah you need to understand you need to yeah. understand i mean on, on the subject of suits that way uh let's talk about the batman suit in this movie so good it's good i love it uh i definitely think the dark knight suit which maybe we shouldn't even get into yet but like the ability for batman to turn his head the joke that's in dark knight um i like i uh this is the best well, suit we can we've turn his head no we can't what is it do you remember? In, he can't turn his head in this one. No? Yeah, that's why they make the joke in uh, Dark Knight that he has the he. It's like separate. It's like a helmet more instead mm-hmm. of a cowl because mm-hmm. when it's a cowl, he can't look behind him. It's cool yeah, though. He's and, constantly like Joel. That's why he gets kind of fucked up in the beginning of Dark Knight because something hits him from behind and he and they have to remake his suit. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's remaking the suit in the context of the film, which I always think is really cool. Um, yeah, I'd say well, the Batman Begins suit is it's great fourth best in all of the movies. Fourth best, Jesus Christ! Oh yes, go down the line. Let's hear it. Well, the Dark Knight is the best one. Yes, that looks amazing. Isn't it the same as in Rises too? Yeah, they like... change it up a little bit more, and they go a little bit too crazy with it. Okay. You know, they make it a little more Ew. like armor, right? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of more or less the same, but it, 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 there is something is. that's off about it. Yeah, this, this is, one is armor. This one's yeah. very much armor, and then I love the. Uh, uh, Dark, uh, Batman Returns. That's a good one. Though, where they just really escalate it, like with the with the muscles and everything like that. And but it's still looks armor plated. But it's still armor plated, yeah. And then because in the first one, it's more like jet. It's more like slides and stuff like that to create the abs and like the mm. the, the 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 body underneath. It's more like uh, armor. Yeah, it's more like uh, the 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 human Anatomy. physique. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I love the bat suit in um. Uh, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, that's the, one of the, the best bat suit of the that he wears, like the main one, not the you know the desert storm one that he wears, Army which looks cool. Yeah, it's all right, and or the armor, which like eh, it's all right. Well, but I mean, it looks I, exactly I do love like... that, like that Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns. Gotcha. Um, kind of like feel that he's got, where like Ben Affleck just got like fat muscle, and yeah. he's just this. <laughs> you got that sad, <laughs> that, the picture of the sad Batman, which is just. Mm-hmm. No, I actually, one of the best things we've ever gotten. I actually really like the Affleck bat suit, bat suit as well. I like the Affleck Batman, and we'll get we'll get there. We'll get, we'll there. get there. Yeah, um, he's one of the saving grace of that movie. Uh, I, I really like how they play this bat suit as something that already existed, as like technology that Lucius Fox had already yeah. used. They've already there's like an explanation why all this tech like mm-hmm. exists already. It's all military weaponry that was experimental. Yeah. That that Wayne Industries was working for because they make weapons. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. And it was too expensive for the military, so Bruce gets to take it and use it. Yeah. And I think that's super cool. I think that like works. And the the montage scenes of like him putting the suit together, working on the cape, having the first scene where he goes to like talk to Gordon and he doesn't have the cape. His suit's then, like in very year one style. Exactly, yeah. reincorporating the cape mm-hmm. and the cowl, um, and like spray painting the suit like blacker. Like it's not yeah. black enough. I need a black. Needs to be more black. <laughs> yeah, uh, is super cool. Yeah, and him even like sitting at the the um, like shaping the uh, his shurikens. Like, yeah, 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 the batterings. Yeah, like that's super cool. Like this is this is very realistic batman sitting there making his shit yeah not just like alfred somehow magically making all this bat technology yeah exactly and it's cool i i really like the the process of seeing him craft his alter ego 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and creating his face. That's like part of the fun of the bat the idea of Batman Begins was like you're gonna finally get to see. We all know we all know the basics. We get the gist. But like yeah. we're gonna show you now in great detail, really take our time, give the attention due where it's due, mm-hmm. and really show you why this guy would dress up like a bat and do this. And they do again, they make it plausible. Yeah. I mean it's a movie that's it's a lot about uh psychology and by having Scarecrow be the villain, but you know, the the reason why is a big question that they I wanna say answer, but show. Yeah. And I think that's really fun. Um Do we got can we uh Morgan Freeman as Lucius? Oh, I mean because yeah. he's gonna be he's really important as the series goes it's on true. too. He gets a bigger role as it goes on as well. Even it's, especially too in Rises. Like he's huge in Rises. I mean they really kind of split the original Alfred character into Alf- Alfred and Lucius. Absolutely. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is a good call because oh, again it's Alfred is the one who deals with um, broken, beaten down Bruce. Or also, Lucius deals with billionaire Bruce Wayne, who's kind of like stuck between billionaire Bruce Wayne and Batman, where he's like, I want to have the fun stuff. Yeah. I want to do the cool things. Well, I think it, I look at it as the way, and even they, they both have to deal with both, but Alfred is in charge of Bruce Wayne's affairs. Lucius is in charge of Batman's affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and there's also, there's a great story too about uh, Christian Bale was like miserable throughout making this whole thing. Why? Because the suit was super uncomfortable. Oh, I believe so that. it actually helped out in his performance because he was always in a super fucking pissed off mood <laughs> whenever he was in the suit. And so he was just like he was just beaten down. He was trying to keep his body in like this like peak physical condition because uh, he's got a lot of scenes where he doesn't have a shirt on and he had just like put all this weight back on after machinist. the machinist. He put on too much weight, he had to lose a little bit more and he was, you know, the slightest thing could make him Gain ten pounds, lose ten pounds. It was nuts. Yeah, and it was like, and he needed to be able to fit in the suit all the time. So he was just hellish lifestyle. And in the scene where he uh, gets, he gets uh, spooky gassed, and he wakes up the next morning, and it's um, Alfred and Lucius are in the room waiting for him. Yeah, Um, this is the first. This is this is Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, actors, legends on set with Christian Bale. And Christian Bale is in bed and he's so tired he falls asleep <laughs> before they get to the set. And he falls asleep waiting for like Michael Caine, Sir Michael Caine and Morgan fucking Freeman to arrive. <laughs> and Christian Bale has this great story about when he like he was wo- he was woken up by being poked by Michael Caine and he woke up and you can just imagine like his point of view from the bed looking up at Morgan Freeman Who's like laughing and smiling, looking right at him? Am I dead? And then, and Michael Caine, and Michael Caine is like right in his face. He's like, "Look at him! He's fallen asleep," like like some kind of Hans Christian Andersen story. And I, 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 for some reason, I always, I always think about that when we see that scene. That's really like, funny. I'm just like, imagine being in a room and you're just laying in bed, and Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman are just like doing their acting thing around you. Well, they should have just rolled the cameras because they yeah. they had like actually woken up Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. And he was, he's just like, well, what the well, fuck Mr. happened? Like, where am I? Uh, sidebar: I love the way Spooky Batman looks to Oh, it looks so cool. Yeah, that's so. And you never get to see that version of yeah, it in really anything good. ever yeah. again. And I mean, awesome. well, it's when he's like flying over them. Yeah. yeah, you know, and you get the idea. Like, I really do like the third act in this. How they kind of set up. All right, Gotham is now filled with psycho criminals mm-hmm. because they have been stuck in here and susceptible to Crane's fear gas and everything. Yeah. They've gone a little nutty and they're a little theatrical. 
They all get out, and then all of a sudden, everybody, including the citizens, are instilled with this fear of Batman. So yeah. now he is insanely scary, and we would always think, like, oh, that's where it comes from. At the end of The Dark Knight, you know, we get a little bit more of that, where it's like, oh, now Batman is, like, this true vigilante. The cops are after him, everything like that. And yeah. they, Which is, I think, the biggest sin that rises does is it doesn't respect the build-up and the climax of dark knight it just gets rid of it it runs away and that's why a lot of people do say the dark knight rises acts more as a sequel to this movie batman begins than it does in the dark knight Mm -hmm. with the exception of just a few plot points that are alluded to harvey dent Mm. uh uh, but alluded to commissioner i mean yeah it's like they're in and they're out they're real quick rises definitely it picks up the pieces of begins Mm -hmm. more so than it picks up the the major pieces left behind by Dark Knight. Those are I mean, world well, that's also yeah. Batman Begins yeah. is laying down work for the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Whether they knew it or not, which I'd imagine with Christopher Nolan, yeah, he knew. He probably had an idea. I mean, they know like, they wanted to end do up Joker, making another obviously. one of these. We'll probably go this route. And then they were like, well, right now we want to do the Joker. And he's like, well, actually, that can be its own thing. And then we'll come together and we'll close this little story with the League yeah. of Assassins or League of Shadows. They call it League of Shadows in this, League right? Shadows, yeah. It's yeah. League of Assassins in the comics. Yeah. I wish they just wanted Because he more... wouldn't, Bruce Wayne wouldn't join a group no. called the League of Assassins. They'd be like, wait, now I gotta assassinate people? I feel oh, like I you guys, that was I feel like you guys like... definitely kill. <laughs> League of Legends? No, Dota. Sorry. No, no, no. You're not, you don't want Legends that of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is there any more kind of like characters we see old uh, new again? You guys want to talk about uh, Ooh, Rachel? Nope. <laughs> We did talk Unless about you guys it, do, it's up to you. Uh, she she to becomes say. more complete uh, during the second movie. Yeah, I mean, how do you get? Maybe we'll talk about this more the next time. But like, completely just replacing Katie Holmes, like it's so weird. <laughs> I, I mean, I, is there? Do you have more like anecdotal stories? I just about? looked up the list because I wanted to make sure I remembered everybody. Okay, this is the list of people that were considered for playing the parts. Not just like this is like they all. At the beginning of Batman Begins, or at at the beginning of Batman Begins, like for the new Batman. This is they like they auditioned, they kept going. This is like a thing. Yeah. All right. So this isn't just like oh we would like to talk to this person. They came in, which that happens all the time. But this is actual. Yeah. Okay. So Christian Bale, obviously. Cillian Murphy also auditioned for Batman. Killian Murphy. Yeah. Joshua Jackson. Who's that? Uh, Joshua Jackson is uh, the teen heartthrob from Dawson's Creek. Uh-huh. Uh, he actually also missed out on um, playing um, Anakin Skywalker in episode two. Oh. He was going to do that. <laughs> um, Billy Crudup. Oh, oh wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Henry Cavill. Really? Yeah. Thank God. Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And... David Duchovny. Who's David what? Duchovny? Uh, that's, Wait, uh, M- that's Mulder from X-Files, buddy. Oh, really? Yeah, that guy. Weird. Did you really just ask for David Duchovny? I don't never watch X-Files, bro. Fuck. Please kill me someone. And the, this is the thing, too, is that uh, Christopher Nolan wanted to choose uh, Killian Murphy over everybody else. Really? He thought Killian Murphy killed it. <laughs> well, Chris uh, Nolan clearly loves killing, and that's like this is where like yeah. the love like came from, and that's yeah. why he's in all of his movies now. Like for the most, he was part. in every Batman movie. He's in every Batman yeah. movie. He makes his nice little appearances, which is another thing that I really like about the third one. I really do like that judge that 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 courtroom scene where the scarecrow has just kind of created his own like 
Is he in every Nolan movie past Batman Begins? He's not in No, Michelle, like right? he's not in Prestige, uh, and I don't think that he's in Wait, Interstellar. Is he not in Prestige? Though? I don't believe he's in it. I don't I'm believe he's in Prestige. Think, I think you might be right. I think that he's, you know, he's in Inception in a big way. Yes. But he's also like he's not like you know, Michael Caine plays small roles. Mm-hmm. When when Killian Murphy comes in, he's playing like a big role. He plays one of the biggest roles in Dunkirk, one of the biggest roles yeah. in Inception. Mm-hmm. He's just like I think it's more like he doesn't want to be overworked. You know, he's in these little tiny roles in The Dark Knight, little tiny roles in mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises, but I think yeah. they're more like friends and stuff like that. But yeah, the studio wanted Bale more than Murphy, so that's why he cast him as Scarecrow, because he liked him so Murphy much. Murphy would not have been as good of a Batman. Would any of those no. people? Well, apparently, apparently Nolan was just in love with his eyes. He's like said that before. He's his like, eyes his are eyes are amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so like they were trying Agreed. to find ways to like make him take his glasses off. In like every every cut, like every take, yeah, he'd be like, "No, you got to take your glasses off." No, so they you really, really get those eyes. eyes. Yeah, and they you can tell like Nolan's just got these big fascinating. That's what makes his character in Inception. Which when I get to, when we get to that episode in Overdrinkers, I have a lot to say about that movie because I recently rewatched it and just found this kind of weird affinity for it that I never had before. And it just like it yeah. like it's like it's like feeling it click finally together. And mm-hmm. Killian Murphy's performance in that. And I think it was because I had seen his performance in Dunkirk and how understated and but captivating that performance is. Yeah. Like shocked me into like, I need to pay attention to his character and his performance in this. And it's out of control. Yeah. Like, so he's, he's a phenomenal actor. He really I is. I can't really imagine any of those other runner-ups being Bruce Wayne, Batman. Mm-hmm. No. It's really, Chris, you know, Christian Bale is the one that stands out and he's the one who got it. Yeah, hashtag my Batman. Not my, I mean, he, not my Batman. No, hashtag my Batman. <laughs> nah, he's, yeah. I mean, I still think um, uh, Kevin Conroy's my Batman, but yeah, in, terms of, in terms of the live action, it's for me, it has to, it has to be Nolan. I love Michael Keaton, but Nolan's Nolan. mine. Oh, I'm sorry, Bale. Sorry. Bale's mine. My B-Man. <laughs> my B-Man squeeze. Uh, I'm just looking at some other random fun trivia stuff here. Uh... The script was originally entitled to like so people wouldn't know about Batman, the, that they were making a new Batman movie. It was entitled The Intimidation Game, mm. <laughs> and Sir Michael Caine uh, said that when he first saw the title, he assumed that it was another gangster movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, it, yeah I mean, and it's that's a new really film in a way, yeah. kind of what it is, which is the way to to do Batman. Um, does anyone have any kind of? Clothing, closing thoughts about clothing, the. Clothing, he has some thoughts. clothing thoughts. Yeah, I well, we already talked cold. about the suit. I want to be get, get, to get cold again so we can wear fall clothes. It's so hot in here. Um, I know. I'm so excited about the fall coming around. I man. can't wait. It's man. Gonna be nice. Ooh, man! Nice, cool Ooh, little man. outside fires because inside mm-hmm. fires are dangerous. Not great. Have a fire yeah, this is definitely not great. Get some horror movies in you. Mm. <coughs> oh, I intend to. Get to get to get to dance around and sacrifice. Uh, loved local, ones. local animals that you find, yeah. or loved ones too. Yeah, yeah I don't, I'm not really into killing human beings. Well, you know, to each his own. I don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Uh, can, speaking of killing human beings, can we talk about how they very explicitly, <laughs> in most cases, Batman no kill people. It very Batman no yeah, kill. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, that was the whole point of him, like at the League of Shadows. After he, he kills everybody, <laughs> he won't kill this one guy. He won't become the executioner. But then he lights the whole place on fire, and you see a lot of those ninjas probably get very badly hurt, if not, or killed. Well, it's their fault. They should have gotten Bruce Wayne's just like, 
Uh, fire killed him. I didn't kill him. Yeah. Fire killed him. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie, when he's like rolling through Gotham with his tank, it's like, well, gravity killed him. Oh, mm-hmm. Concrete killed him. Yep. I didn't do it. It's not me. It wasn't me. Bye. Rachel's um, sick. Bye. But then when he has that <laughs> final encounter with Ra's al Ghul on the train, he's like, well, I don't have to save you. Yeah. Which is like, mm, I guess. Yeah. It's like, a, they. Yeah. Kinda. It's like we have to really capitalize on the consequences of these action little, it sequences. It pushes it a little bit, you so. know. It's like I always think that the the way they the way they do it best. If you gotta kill the bad guy at the end of the movie because it's an actor that's not ever gonna want to do it again. Right. Spider Man two thousand two did it the best way. The 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 character kills himself by accident mm-hmm. through acts of only his own. And that the good guy, even like the good guy was like, I would help you if I could, but like it happens so fast. Yeah, you're cut in half by this glider. Right. Thing. And then the entirety of Spider Man two, he's dealing with he's dealing with that yeah absolutely yeah and that's like that's a that's an example even even uh in spider-man 2 like otto octavius sacrifices himself to destroy his weird uh fusion ball yeah Mm -hmm. well that's why i'm also a big fan of the wolverine in the x-men movies is because he's just like i'll fucking i'll fucking i'll fucking kill all of you yeah all even my friends like i don't (laughs) i'm not don't fuck with me. Yeah. I don't like to be fucked with. And Logan, he sure does kill the shit out of people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sick. I will move. Well, and that's like, like he's killing. He way. kills like I mean, he essentially kills Sabretooth in the first one. He kills Lady Deathstrike and like he's always got a character that he fights and he like doesn't just Stop like beat them. them. He yeah. like jams fucking adamantium pumps into their head. Yeah. And just like kills them horribly. Nah, he's he's yeah. set to murder at all times. And like look, this this is being recorded in the late days of September twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. How hot are you guys still on Logan? Very. I am I was putting together my list of movies that I'd seen this year already, and like there's a lot. Yeah. And I tried to like be like, all right, so what's What's really encroaching on my top ten? And Logan is high up there. Someone man. asked me my favorite movies of the year so far the other day, and Logan was in the top five. Yeah, Logan yeah. is just like an easy one that's going to work its way into my top ten. I'm I just watch wondering, Logan again. God, how high is it going to be? I'm just really glad that we've been doing this podcast all year, because usually by the end of the year, I have a really hard time remembering all the movies that I saw, because it was like the worst movie up. memory ever. Uh, and now we've recorded all my thoughts and opinions, yeah, so see. I can just go back and be like, what did I think of that movie? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, I, I, like, yeah, 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 oh, I yeah, still yeah. don't really like Triple X. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah do, you wanna, do you want to borrow Logan? I've got the noir version, too, that you can check Ooh, out. I kind of want to buy it. I want like, I want to own it. Oh, just then go do it. It's like 17 bucks. Yeah. Ain't no. You ain't borrowing my shit. Fuck you. All right. Uh, so I think we kind of got most of the thoughts out of the way. We're really excited to do Dark Knight. Um, we'll be coming back with that soon. Uh, if you guys want some more content from these three of your favorite boys and other boys and girls, you can go to storyscreenbeacon.com, check out some articles, other podcasts. Uh, if you want to listen to po- our podcast, you could also do that on storyscreenbeacon.com. We are also on the podcast app uh, on your all, iPhones. All the podcast apps. All, all podcast the podcast apps. apps. We're yep. there. iTunes. And that will be under Android. Search Story Screen Presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell your friends. 
Soundcloud.com Soundcloud You can follow Twitter. us on Instagram We do a lot of fun stuff At Story Screen Beacon so Twitter everywhere. Story underscore Screen underscore Beacon mm-hmm. uh, Also want to give A nice good shout out To our buddy Colin Chain Who goes by the pseudonym Von Holt Makes all the music for us Yeah if you like that He's Check him out He's a super awesome dude So you can <clears throat> find him If you search Von Holt On Soundcloud You can check out His other stuff Leave him some love He's a super nice guy And he's insanely talented Yeah so yeah, if you guys are listening to us, engage with us, talk to us. We want to talk to you. You guys are great. Uh, and if you guys know anyone who would like to listen to this, you you shove it in their Spread face. Spread the word around. Scream at them. We're getting a lot of listeners these days. So yeah. we want to thank you all who listen to not just one show, but all of them. I know like thank there are you. some people that pick and choose. Yeah. They only listen to the hot takes. They only listen so to the cool. franchises. But definitely check some other stuff out. We, we have some guests Especially if you only listen to the franchise with Fast and Furious and this, it's it's only been us three. Uh, we do have uh, some other amazing speakers on all these other podcasts that you yeah. really need to check out. They're smarter than me. They're way smarter than Burge. They're way yeah. I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Yeah, it's fine. That's cool. I, I can take the you. Hit. Can you do that? I can take the hit. All right. I'm. I am what this podcast. I think needs I, me I to saw be. your ego get bruised like an. I, I like hurt my. <laughs> I actually hurt myself right there when I said. I was like, "Why did I say that?" Are you oh, the, the Mike Burge that this podcast needs or deserves? I'm the Mike Burge that this podcast gets. Mm, okay, all right. That's Mike Burge. I'm uh, also was joined by Jack, Jack That's the one. Mm-hmm. And I'm Robert Anderson. Thank you for listening. And uh, keep on. Don't don't breathe any spooky gas no, no, from your spooky, from your local scarecrow. Fat clouds. Yeah, don't do that. Sage would. Yeah, don't vape spook gas. I really like scarecrow. Scarecrow. Oh, scarecrow. Ooh, scarecrow. We're making Tim and Eric joke. All right, okay. thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. What is the point of all those push-ups if you can't even lift a bloody log?